I would say that discipleship is evangelism. And ultimately what it comes down to is if you create a place where community is happening, mm -hmm. students want to be there. This is the Church Report Podcast, exploring challenges the church faces around the world. Brought to you by the Rogo Foundation. Now here's Scott Camden. Hey, what's going on? This is the Church Report Podcast, where we engage in conversations about the church brought to you by the Rogo Foundation. I'm Scott Camden and I serve as the Advancement Director for our Rogo Foundation. And today I'm joined by a friend of mine, Justin Knowles. He is the Director of Kids and Youth here at Sandals Church. And today I've got one question that we're gonna take on and I'm really looking forward to hearing uh, you break this down. But it, the question is, how do you effectively reach the younger generations? But I think before you have the opportunity to answer that, uh, I think our audience has to have a bit of an understanding about your your history. Um, you have clearly been called at this phase and for quite a while previously, you've been called and you've been equipped by the Lord to effectively see, care for, reach, connect with, um, invest in and disciple young people and build amazing teams to help you do that. And we're so blessed to have you here at Sandals Church, but can you give people just a bit of a snapshot of your past and your involvement in youth ministry. Yeah. Um, so I've been at Sandals for two years and started as the director of youth. Kids is new yep. uh, since the last couple months, December yep. Yep. 2020. And so that's that's been fun. But I've been before that, I was a youth pastor for the last 14 years. So this summer is my 14th summer as a paid vocational youth pastor. So you're not exactly wet behind the ears anymore. I got some time. Yeah. I'm seasoned, yeah. I guess you could say in yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, I've worked at three churches, one um, at Saddleback Church down in Orange County here in California. Small, small, small church. Small church, little known uh, pastor. And then uh, worked at a church in San Dimas called One and All Church. Was mm -hmm. there for close to eight years. And then I've been now at Sandals for two. Yeah. And so, and I oversee, I get to work with all the, what we call our youth leads and kids leads to put on a great experience for our kids and our youth to experience Jesus and to be discipled. Yeah, in so those settings. Real, yeah. real quick point of clarification for those who are listening. If you're not familiar with Sandals Church, 13 physical locations, mm -hmm. uh, 14 if you count and we count it as our digital Online. campus. Yeah. Yep. So you your your flight control and and directing essentially 14 campuses and 14 unique teams and 14 unique communities. Yeah. That's about right. <laughs> so so um, uh, do you have a life outside of ministry? I do. That's the yeah. thing is like, I'm, I think I'm pretty good at time management and energy management. And yeah. so, and I, I like to build teams. And so I think the team that we have is great mm -hmm. and we are able to, what we are able to produce, I'm really proud of. Yep. And I think, I mean, in the last two years we've seen, even in our own ministry, God has, has worked some pretty amazing things amongst our in this context, since we're talking youth ministry specifically, yeah, um, God's it's He's done amazing work this year in our youth ministry. And well, we've seen it. Just a personal note, you know, my wife and I were parents of a of a fourteen year old ogre. We affectionately call him Baby Shrek. Yeah, you know, but he's uh, he's bigger than me. Yeah, yeah, gosh, and he's almost bigger than me. Uh, knocking on six foot, about one hundred and sixty two pounds, in size twelve shoes, and he's fourteen. Uh, but you know, he's going into high school. He's been involved with kids and, and now with, with youth for a while, because mm -hmm. when you kick into seventh grade here, you start to get involved in youth ministry here. You move out of kids. Yeah. And in his time in youth, since you've taken over, I just wanted to let you know 
that my wife and I have been able to observe a, a really positive influence and shift in our son's life. Mm. And we know that's just not because we're amazing parents. I mean, that helps. That's yeah. helpful. Yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, you've built an amazing team. And I know that that's going to play into a part of what we're going to talk about. Yeah. But I'd like to kind of shift to that now. I think we've given people a bit of insight into your story and how you've been involved. They understand that you didn't just start a month ago in youth ministry and, and you think you've got the greatest ideas ever. You have done a lot of things. You've failed in many different ways. You've learned from those things and you've seen God pour out amazing blessings on certain strategies that he has, uh, I'll say, developed in you and through you for you to then implement in different churches and through different teams. But what would you say to that question? You know, how do you effectively reach the younger generations? Yeah, I think like Gen Z, Gen Z is so different from any other any of the other generations that we've seen. Yeah. I think I think now technically I've been a part of ministry in three generations of okay. like whatever, like Z, Z, Y, and X. I don't know what I don't know what they are. But I've been in been in it long enough to like to see like Gen Z is so different. Yeah. And I think even like for us as a strategy and what we and I can only speak into like our context of what we've been doing here. Sure. Right. Um, what we've seen and especially after COVID, mm-hmm. COVID was kind of like the COVID was the highlighter of a lot of different things. It was a highlighter of a lot of great things that we were doing and a highlighter of a lot of things that were not doing well. And so, but what we discovered is that I think that we kind of made this, the shift of it used to be able in youth ministry was either one of two things. It was was either you had to really focus on evangelism Mm -hmm. and you had to focus on discipleship. And they were kind of not mutually exclusive. Like they had to be separate things Mm -hmm. and they were either or. Yep. I think for us, connecting with this generation is a both and. Okay. I'd actually say that uh, for us, evangelism is discipleship. Because based off of what we do mm-hmm. here at Sandals Church is it's all about small groups. Yes. Like for us, no one says, hey, are you, on a Wednesday night, no one says, are you coming to service? Yeah. That's not part of the language that Correct. I hear. It's, hey, are you going to groups? Yep. And so, and it just, even COVID kind of helped that because I've talked for a long time. If, man, if we could only do one thing in youth ministry, it would be groups. That's the main thing. And then COVID forced that. Yeah. Because that's all we could do. Yeah. We only could do groups. Yeah. You know, and so, and it was amazing because we saw God do some incredible things in the midst of small groups. And so um, I would say that discipleship is evangelism. And ultimately what it comes down to is if you create a place where community is happening, mm-hmm. students want to be there. So that, that, I guess, is key takeaway number one is if you create that, yeah, kids will come. Yeah. And, and I would say a place, too, of like, you know, before you behave any certain way, before you believe what we believe, if you make if you have a community where they feel like they belong, that travels far greater than anything else. And so, cause that, that talks, cause what we noticed is that we would start to look at during COVID when we only did small groups and it was only digital and like all that kind of stuff is we would ask, we would look at our, our lead, our small group leaders who are, whose groups were growing. Yeah. And we just started asking like, what are they doing? Right. And it all came back to, to creating a community around where students could feel like they can be real, right? Which is the whole purpose of Sandals Church. That's our vision anyways. Right, right. And so, uh, and we just started to really harp on that across the board. And even to like now that we're open, our strategy kind of, it plays off of that. We do have a evangelistic strategy, but we also sure. have a very deep discipleship strategy and how we do Wednesday nights as far as connecting with this this generation right now. So that's a big thing is, is our, our youth, junior high and high school, uh, gather once a week 
specifically for youth, and that's Wednesday nights. Yeah, Wednesday night small groups. And the way that we're kind of set up is, um, you know, we we focus on if small groups is our bread and butter, yep. right? And community is what we desire. Discipleship mm-hmm. is what we want. It's a deep discipleship. Um, we we actually switch. We don't do youth group every Wednesday, and so I would say that our the second, third, and fourth Wednesday of every month, we literally watch a message and then break into small groups. Yeah, and that's it. Yep. There's no games, no prizes, no events, no nothing. It's just message small groups, and then what we call first Wednesdays mm-hmm. is what it's like. The that's like a typical youth group. So you know, worship, games, prizes, fun. There's an event afterwards. That's a invite night, and this is where our evangelism comes in. Yes, uh, it's about who's your one. It's a question that we always ask. Yep, um, and that's for for those listening. Who's your one is someone, it's a, a friend who does not know who Jesus is. Yeah. And so for us, this evangelism goes to, it's not, Hey, everybody, let's see how many people could bring how many friends on a night. What would it look like if one student focused on one friend who did not know who Jesus was for yeah. a year yeah. and intentionally pour into their life? So that for us, that's way easier. That's a way bigger ask. It's communal because now it's a relationship because discipleship and evangelism, the best of that yeah. is knee to knee, eye to eye. Yeah. And so when you're sitting down across sure. from somebody like that's when you already have a relationship with a friend and they say, Hey, can you, you want to come to my church tonight? We're doing this event. Yeah. That's way better than saying like, Hey everybody, why don't you all come? It's like, no, no, I care for you. Now I'm going to invite you into my small group. Yeah. And then now they get to experience that community. And I mean, I don't know if we want to do it, if we want to talk stats or whatever like that. Like last year, we saw over 857 first time students last year across all of our campuses and around 54 percent of those kids stuck around and got plugged into a small group because they saw the community that we have. So it wasn't just a big event. Yes. It was, they got plugged into something that the world does not offer. Oh yeah. hundred percent. That the church only does. I love that you way. cited both of those stats. You know, numbers are great. We're a data driven ministry or that's a, yeah. a, one of those key components that drives what we do. Um, and you can tout big numbers, but I'm so glad that you followed that up with the retention. Cause mm-hmm. that, that's so important. And, and that's, um, that's proof that it's not just a flash in the pan. Hey, you're doing something fun. So people come and check it out and they, they take off, but they, they see what's happening here. Mm-hmm. They're, they're craving that either they've verbalized that or it's something that's just deep inside that they're yearning for. Mm-hmm. They come here and they realize that that thing that they've been missing, they, they're able to find it here. And I love the idea of the one. I know my son loves first Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is intentionally pursuing. There's a couple kids because of some really rough stuff that happened at the beginning of the last school year. He's actually got a handful of buddies that he's very intentionally pursuing to try to bring them in. And he's mm-hmm. already got an established relationship with them. So he's seen some great fruit in those invitations and the kids coming. And now it's no longer us having to drive out and go pick them up and bring them. Those kids have negotiated with their parents to yeah. get their parents to bring them. So it's super cool. But that's so many are choosing to, to stay. Well, And I think that's a cool part too, even amongst that. Yeah. So out of all those new students, I think that the number for us is 57% of those came on a first Wednesday. Okay. So that, and that's awesome. Like those are big events and all that kind of stuff. That should be, that's sweet. Yeah. What I'm excited about and what I think shows a lot about this generation, about why community is such a big deal. That means 43%. I think that's the math. Yeah. Right. 43% of the other invites came on a second, third and fourth Wednesday where we only did small groups. Yeah. 
And so like to me, I'm like, okay, sweet. So there's a lot of, we'll get a lot of the super fringe kids who are like, man, I have no idea what church is about, but that event sounds awesome. Sure. But then you have the other 43% that are saying, actually, I just want to come to the small group because I'm willing to come to church to join into a random small group and check it out. Like that's cool. Yeah. And that's unique. And that's something yeah. that I think is different. Sure. Um, and why I think also we've seen some success and goes back to students go where to commit where a community is. Yeah. Like them, so to good. have the feeling of like, man, I, this is different. Mm-hmm. I don't experience this anywhere else. I can yeah. be real here. I can have conversations here. I can doubt here. Yeah. You know, um, there's something else I'll throw in that I've seen. And it was one of the big um, influencers with my wife and I, uh, when we were considering if Sandals Church was where God was calling us to, to identify as our home church. And it was the pursuit of the, of the group leaders, the young men and the young women who are leading these small community groups of young people, the intentionality that they have in following up with the kids during the week. You yeah. know, obviously with, with age, they're getting parents' consent to communicate with the kids. But I've had multiple times as things have changed or maybe one group leader has stepped out for various reasons, somebody else has come in. I've had guys reach out to me, introduce themselves, tell me a little bit about them, ask me specifically about my son just to get some insight into what's going on. Where's his walk with the Lord right now? What kind of challenges is he facing? And then watching him or, or, or them pursue my son um, and knowing that this is common. It's not just because it's my kid that they're doing this. We've got hundreds of young people doing yeah. that. And that's like, that's part of our, our, our leader strategy is that we have what we call the four F's. And so it's, mm-hmm. they're, it's four wins. It's four questions that we ask all of our leaders that if you could answer each one of these questions yep. and the answer is yes, that means you're winning as a leader. Okay. And so faith conversation, did you have a faith conversation? Not every conversation has to be about faith, yeah. but it's a big miss if none of them are. Sure. And so that's one of them. Yep. Uh, did you have a faith conversation with your students? Yep. Two, did you follow up? Yep. Um, did you follow up with a prayer request, a new student, a parent, a, a yeah. conversation? Uh, a family connection. Did you follow up? Did you have make a family connection? So it's crazy how many students, parents drop off their kids and never meet their small group leader. Sure. And so we want to be proactive. Yep. And so we have leaders reaching out to families. Yep. And then the last one is what we call Fellowship Plus, which is Wednesday nights, we get two hours with them yep. scheduled. Yep. Uh, but it's an expectation for us is what are you doing with the other 166 hours during the week? Yeah. And so for us is, did you make a connection outside of Wednesday nights yeah. for your leader? And so for so us- go over those four again. The, uh, it's a faith conversation, follow up, family connection, fellowship plus, which is, is what we kind of shoot for and yeah. challenge our leaders to, to do every week. Well, Justin, you've done a phenomenal job building 14 unique teams across 14 campuses, one being a digital space. You do an amazing job uh, leading these teams and investing in them and developing them and helping them to understand the importance of being committed to the vision and mission of Sandals Youth and Sandals Kids, and that they are effectively carrying this out as they're ministering to the young people that they've been blessed with the opportunity to connect with and invest in. there's a couple different ways that people can connect with you mm-hmm. and, and hear about some of the amazing content that you're developing and put out, putting out there. Could you share with people just the different ways to connect with you? Yeah, you could. I'm on Instagram. I'm Justin Knowles three. Uh, you could follow Sandals Youth on on Instagram as well. Yep. 
Um, I run a podcast about youth ministry. Yep. So if you just want to hear a whole bunch of me talking about stuff, it's uh, <laughs> it's called Youth Ministry Hacks. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, you, I mean, you could check out the Sandals Youth Instagram is like a good view of like what we do in our ministry across all of our campuses. Right. If you're looking for that. I love it. Um, so for those of you who chose to join us today, thank you so much for taking the time to do that. Uh, hopefully you have the opportunity to like uh, and subscribe to this podcast. If you're liking what you're hearing and you haven't done so already, I want to let you know that you can learn more about the Rogo Foundation by going to rogofoundation.com or to learn more about this podcast, go to rogofoundation.com slash podcast. Hope that you have a wonderful day. God bless you.